You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Tim Undercast. Tim Undercast. Not my name. I don't know how hot all of my takes are. Some of them are measured. Some of them are freezing cold. Yeah, well, listen, I, I, I give my unvarnished opinion without really thinking things through all the time. I'm just allowing things to just come right out of the id. I like it. That, that's the way it needs to be. Because if you didn't know, you have tuned into the newest episode of Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes He should be President of the United States But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner Cuss Corner, hee <laughs> Still think we should change that name Well, you still haven't come up with an acceptable replacement name, Tim Top Cat Corner, I think, works much better No, listen, Top Cat, that's, well, that's not happening that confuses people in the Top Cat Brand name because right now there's the Top Cat review. Uh, there's Top Cat, the cartoon character. Yep. Wasn't there? There was a published paper with Tim's thoughts yes. and, and theories. Top Cat Weekly. Right. Top Cat Weekly, of course. That so, was excellent, by the way. Shout out to Adam Daly for so that. We do, could do Top Cat Weekly, the podcast, but I feel like that's just too. Con- I feel like there should convoluted. be another newsletter coming out after this one when Tim has a whole fresh set of hot takes. So Scor- the way, yeah, scorching takes. The way that Cust Corner works is we. Sit here, and Tim tells us what's been grinding his gears over the past, well, whatever time is between the last time we did it now, like three weeks or something like that? Two weeks. Two weeks? Feels like three. It feels like forever. It's been too long. People people have been demanding it. So, Tim, the floor is yours. What do you got? So, you know, sometimes things just fall into your lap. Over the last couple of weeks... Strippers. (laughs) Over the last couple of weeks, the movie network has been just serendipitously re-showing all the Roger Moore, James Bond movies... And I so I watched all seven of them start to finish, and then out of nowhere, uh, Sir Roger Moore passed away. And I knew this was going to happen because this stuff always happens when people pass away. On Twitter, there were various articles being written, including one in the National in the National Review, which is a, a journal I have a very high opinion of. But the article was why J- uh, Roger Moore is clearly the best James Bond. And it yeah. occurred to me that this just isn't right. There's a lot of problems with this thesis. His movies are not the best movies. I mean, he. He's a part of the, the uh, 007 lore, and he's important, and we can't forget about him. But like all of the the the, the wailing about this is the great the greatest James Bond, blah blah blah. His movies are no good for the most part, and he's not the best James Bond. And so that annoyed me. The sort of beatification of Roger Moore, who seems to be a lovely human being, but just not the best Bond. And I, I, the fact that he died is the reason people are saying that. Now, I was going to say that, you know, probably who wouldn't take pity upon Roger Moore in his death? Sean Hannity. <laughs> probably tell it like it is. Not the best Bond. <laughs> Tim is the... Conspiracy. T- t- I don't know if that's really even a conspiracy. No. Tim's right. Roger Moore is not no, he's one not. of the best Bonds. Everyone Bond. knows it's Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Good God. Oh, God. Uh, but the Roger Moore movies are like objectively bad movies. Yeah, but yeah I think... and that's not no. To be fair, that's not Roger Moore's fault. No, it's not. But he's the one in them. <laughs> he is the one in them, and I will say, you know, on his behalf at least, 
Uh, you're now <laughs> speaking for the estate no, no, of Roger Moore. Are you too. like John Phil or what is what was that guy's name? John, the other side host of what? He spoke to the dead. Oh, John Edwards. John Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Edwards, John Edwardsing. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you read Ian Fleming's books or look at the sort of bond Ian Fleming tried to produce, James, or sorry, uh, Roger Moore is far closer to the authentic James Bond. Who cares? The, the, mo- the movies and the books don't, they don't need to matter to him. They're two separate entities. I agree entities. with you. I'm just, you know, to give him his due, he certainly plays James Bond closer to the way Ian Fleming imagined him, sort of the debonair, suave, sort of person that looks like they've been poured into a suit. You know, in terms of the look, I would say maybe Roger Moore does have the most James Bondy look, but not the best James Bond, and he was also like in his 50s through most of these movies, and you could tell. Well, I think you really buried the lead here, because you're on point with Roger Moore not producing the best movies, but I think it's kind of, I don't even want to say a coincidence. I think the fact that you sat down and watched all the Roger Moore Bond movies, and then he dies as soon as you finish, and the cursed! not my fault. I, they were put on the movie network the last couple of weeks, and, I, and that's why I was watching them again. They, they were tempting the curse, and it worked. There was at no they time. Had to, the they, la- the there's the conspiracy. Ago. The movie network had a secret agenda to get rid of Roger Moore, so they had to lure Tim's powers into it. Are you sure the movie network's just not working for Blofeld? Hey, it could be. That was a fun story. Did you read that one? Yes, I did. In fact, I tweeted out. It was a, it, that shows that, that that's a real nice human being. Yeah, it's, a, it's back before the days of executive lounges at airports. I just got a new MasterCard, which gets me into them. It's great. Oh, nice. So Did now I'm just going to travel more so it? I can soak in all my executive lounges. Did you have to pay money to get your credit card? Yeah, I had to pay 99 bucks for 99 bucks a year. Okay, that's not too bad. It gives me complete travel insurance. It gives me 2,000 free air miles. It's legit. I'm now a spokesperson for the International the Air Miles MasterCard. There you go. Are they sponsoring this podcast? I mean, listen, if we get a big deal like MasterCard on board, I'm all about it. I'll cut up oh, my visa listen, right I now. I will shill for MasterCard, too, if you'd like me to. No, they don't need to be cursed. They'll be dead. Yeah. But it's not MasterCard, my fault out of business. It is not my fault that the movie network was showing these movies. You think no, it's just your fault that he died. I woke up died. a month ago and said, you know what I'd like to watch again? Moonraker. You can watch Oscar anything movie. you want to watch. Yeah, but it never would occur to me to watch those movies again. So do you want to well, have... I did, because they were you, on, you, and they needed to be rewatched because it was, you know, like my, most 13-year-old boys, I became fascinated with James Bond and watched all these movies a long time ago, and many of them I have not watched in 15 years at least, so it was good to sort of, you know, remember where I was when I first watched, like, Octopussy, or you only, you know, well, uh, or uh, Live and Let Die, and so it was good Octopussy. to rewatch those uh, movies. Well, a couple of them are actually pretty good. Most of them are no good. A c- couple of them are kind of mediocre, and the rest of them aren't good. And here's the thing, because people will say, some people will say that, you know, Roger Moore is their Bond. I, I know you kind of facetiously said it, that Pierce Bronson is your Bond, but he is your Bond. When yeah. you grew up, he was Bond. I will say, even when I grew up, though, I think there was still a prevailing sense that, like... Connery is Bond. Connery is Bond. Connery is Bond. Brosnan just plays him. Like, even, you know, at the time, like, SNL was still, like... Using like really was Sean Connery relevant enough in the late '90s to be deserving of being the like title piece of Celebrity Jeopardy? No, but everyone knew who Sean Connery was, so it's okay. Yeah, like, he's, he's just a staying power. He's Indiana Jones's dad. He was in The Rock. I like The Rock. He's in the. He's great in the Untouchables. October. Yeah, he's in stuff. Yeah, but we will also say in Roger Moore's behalf, he is the Bond in the greatest scene in Bond history, which I talked to the other day. Yeah, when, I don't, I don't, he, it's one of the better, I, I, I It act, is the best. It's the most iconic Bond. Well, I'm, so, Bond I'm sorry, this might be left an open version. interpretation of what's the best Bond no, scene, it, it, it's not. No, 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 it's in it. We're going to get to it, one of these hot takes later from you that you think is very concrete, which it isn't. It's a 
garbage argument to disagree with that. The, old, the, the, the scene that is the most iconic in Bond history is him coming off the ski slope and the British parachute opening uh, in uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. It just, it See, just, I would it, say the most iconic scene is in Ursula, Bond is... Is Ursula Andrews coming out of the water in Dr. No? I do not agree. That could be do that too, agree, but, but I would not, say the most iconic scene in Bond is just when he's strapped to the table and there's the laser beam coming yeah. out of his junk because that's the one that's parodied the most. And, okay, it, and, the and most it's in the best Gary, Bond movie. Is it in? And it's in the Simpsons episode that is which maybe the best Simpsons in? episode that parodies Bond. If it's so iconic, which movie did it come from? I don't know. Well, how iconic could it be then? If you well, it, he, it's movie. a scene. I don't remember the movie. I remember the scene. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about the opening to this specific movie where he's skiing down the ski hill, opens up the parachute, and has the Union Jack parachute, do you know what movie that's from? Nope. See? So that's what's the matter? Me. Not you, leads, you idiot. Oh, because it leads into the, the Carly Simon song. So there's a whole bunch of Bond we can break down here. We can break down the movies. We can break down the who's the better Bond. We can break down the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and which are better. But I think a lot of this just skews towards personal taste. If you're looking at, like, objectively good Bond movies, you're going to be looking at From Russia With Love, Goldfinger, Casino Royale, The Living Daylights, Skyfall. Those are probably your best five. Yeah. Yeah, Thunder. I would probably add Thunderball in that. Yeah, Thunder Thunderball. You, Tim, it, it just Tim weird, you it just, enjoyed. It's just weird that Thunderball was basically remade five years later as Diamonds Are Forever. Yes, that is true. Isn't there some debate as to whether or not Thunderball technically falls into the canon of Bond? No, that's Never no, Say that's Never Again. Never Say Never Again. again. Which um, Connery played being younger than Roger Moore at the time. Yeah, but Pat and I disagree. That to me does not count as a Bond movie. Yeah, I think it does, and I think it's pretty it good. Does, it, it has no, it's not Kim, a broccoli movie. It has Kim Basinger in it. <laughs> If it wasn't done by the Broccoli's, then it doesn't count. What's the what's the uh, the recent Bond movie that you like that no one else does, Tim? It wasn't recent one. That, I mean, no, both... I, I like Quantum of Solace. Oh, you like Quantum, Quantum of Solace, Solace right? I just don't think it's bad. I think it's okay. The worst or second worst Bond movie? No, the the one that just came out, is Spectre, is one yeah, of the Spectre's worst. Spectre's awful. Bad. Spectre's not as awful as Quantum. Of yes, Solace. it is. It's way worse. Like it's up there with a few to kill in terms of awfulness. A View to a Kill is not even close to being the worst Bond or the Roger Moore one. Moonraker uh, is the no, absolute well, Moonraker is the absolute worst Bond movie. Well, part of the reason Moonraker's got a is that it, it, the stakes are too high, right? Because he's in Bond space. Bond movies, when the stakes are high, usually are no good. Die Another Day is really bad too. Because yeah, it, 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 it deals with yeah, it deals with the same thing. It also has Bond surfing in like North Korea on the side of his invisible Ford car door. The fact that he was just driving Ford in that movie was just. But like yeah. in A View to a Kill, like they're driving on the wrong side of the road half the time, and like the wheels are squi- like it's just so unwatchable. I, I even like, but it but it does have Christopher Walken in it. Could you who just, is excellent yeah. as a villain? Well, by the could way. you sort of replicate how Christopher Walken talked to Bond as a villain? Well, you, you see, Mister Mister Bond, I notice here on this computer that it says you're licensed to kill. So watch as I throw you out of the Zeppelin. That's pretty much what he says. <laughs> yep. Top yeah. Top Cat does it again. I, I still can't believe we have the budget to bring in Christopher Walken for as many as we do. I'm surprised he didn't mention he's got this watch. <laughs> uh, I I think we've had this debate on this podcast before, but like I really get annoyed at the principle oh, of just when somebody passes away that we have to honor everything they've done. If that's fine to honor them, but let's not pretend they are better than they were. Let's accurately honor them. You know, Roger Moore is probably the second best Bond or the third best Bond or whatever, but he's not the best Bond. He is not James Bond in your mind's eye. 
And uh, I think it's a disservice to his memory and a disservice to, you know, one of the, if not the most important movie series of all time, one of them, uh, to say that he's the best because he isn't. Well, you're a big Timothy Dalton guy. Yeah, because I like the brooding, darker Bond, which is why I like Daniel Craig's Bond quite a bit. Yeah, which is why uh, I think we... I'm not so attracted to the way Roger Moore plays it, because I think Roger Moore, uh, and to a lesser extent Connery, played a little too campy, and I prefer a little darker James Bond. That was the style, though. You even look at, like, Adam West Batman of a very similar era. I don't know. I, I skew towards the more fun Bond, because I, li- I think of Bond as a fun guy. Or just it, not not even in the sense of fun, but just sort of like lighthearted, lighthearted, Quippy. like he know he realizes he's above most of this, <laughs> um, which is why I I enjoyed Skyfall as a movie. But I remember even saying to you, and I think again we've had this debate on the podcast before, but like I like Skyfall as a film, but I feel like it suffers too much. And to use like a similar Batman analogy here, like I feel like it's too Christopher Nolan-y. I feel like it's too dark. I agree. That's like, why, it's I a mean, good movie, I, but like I think Casino Royale is way better. Yeah, there is just one scene, as Tim, you know, in that movie that is just ridiculous. That yeah, the poker scene the, is, is the poker scene is so bad, and it makes you suspicious if they're so off about poker on that. What else are they really off about on things that we don't know the ins and outs of? Yeah, well, I, I think that uh, I, I forget who said it. I think it might have been Chuck Klosterman may have brought it up at one point about how everyone always talked about how the wire was so realistic, mm-hmm. but then season five came around. And it dealt with, like, here's how a newsroom works. And like, that's not really how a newsroom works. Yeah. <laughs> so if they're off about that, yeah, could they we, be off about... Do we really about... know how a Baltimore precinct works? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's the key to making television series. Is just, I know they say re- relatability is the thing, but maybe just make your series about things that no one else knows how they work. Well, it's funny, because, I mean, I think that was one of the things about The Sopranos, too, that it's you have to go into a world that people don't know much about. Then you tell them the story about how this world works, and yeah. then you relate that story of... A, how real people live in this world. Well, I think that's why I had such like a hard time and it was such an idiot detector show with the newsroom where oh, newsroom's when so I bad. knew people Tim's who favorite. worked in newsrooms who liked that, that show. show, it was like, I can understand people who have no idea how this stuff works, but you work in a newsroom and you like this show. God. And listen, I'm usually pretty in on Sorkin stuff. Yeah. I enjoy watching it. It's fun to watch. Yeah, sure. He's, you know, he, he writes some great dialogue. I, I don't want to put that past him. However, my, my, the West my, Wing was the one he didn't write when they brought the Republicans in to write it. What? The best season of the West Wing is when they had the Republican, uh, real Republican strategy come in to write that season. Tim, no, no one thinks that any season after Sorkin left of the West Wing is as good as any of the Sorkin seasons. The only watchable that, one. That, 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 that is you on an island by yourself. Okay, well, that's kind of the point of this show. I guess so. That's a that's a bad take. Okay, a- anyway, well, the, the main take. problem with the newsroom is just the retroactive journalism that really oh, yeah. bothered me. Oh, like, oh we, we got oh here's the situation that happened two years ago. We know how this turns out, and this is why we're right at the time. It's like and come then on. season two turns on this massive error that they make about uh, chemical weapons, and then season three is just basically they just shrug their shoulders and go, oh whatever. <laughs> like that network wouldn't exist. If they yeah. made that kind of mistake in real life. It's like when Dan Rather destroyed his entire career by making things up about George W. Bush. Or they were just a year too early before nothing about journalism mattered anymore. And yeah, maybe exactly. they were a precursor. I mean, there's that too. One maybe. thing I also had noted here about Bonds, and, and you can't have a good Bond movie without a good Bond song. So I'm glad Pat brought up songs. Because all the best movies have some of the best songs. That, that's another detractor from Casino Royale. I like the Casino Royale oh, so song. you don't like the Casino Royale song? See, I, I like the Casino Royale song, but it's a lot like Live and Let Die. I like Live and Let Die, the song. They're not Bond songs. Yeah, they're just sort of songs. They're songs that are good, but they're not Bond songs. Well, what's a Bond song? If Shirley Basie doesn't sing it, it's not a song? It, like... it needs to sound in that vein, though. Soulful. 
sort of I, I feel like it helps when like the Quantum of Solace song that Jack Black and Alicia Keys did sounds more like a Bond song, although it's not as good of a song. Like yeah. uh, well, Adele's Skyfall I think is, is excellent. Agreed, uh, but that but that sounds like a Bond song. Uh, yeah. I think Carly Simon's uh, uh, Nobody Does It Better is a Bond song. Uh, the Duran Duran's and A View to a Kill is fantastic. It might be the best of that. Forgot Duran Duran wrote a Bond song. It's an excellent Bond song. But like, uh, e- even Madonna's Die Another Day was getting at like sort of the Bond sound. It was just a bad song. I mean, nothing is better than Gold, Goldfinger. Goldfinger yeah, is the best song. Yeah, Goldfinger is the best song. Is the best song. Is, Goldfinger is the best, Goldfinger the best movie. Goldfinger has the best everything. Yeah, it's hard to argue against that. I mean, I think if you're not putting Goldfinger first, I think you're being very contrarian or you have to really make your case hard. I, as much as I would like to not put it first, I, I, I couldn't possibly not as put it As much as I strive to be those things. <laughs> as much as I, you know, I'm looking for you know, reasons to sort of fight against conventional wisdom, if it's necessary, it is the best movie. He's got all the best parts. It is. It's the most memorable of all the movies. And yeah. it's not super long. That was the thing that killed the last Bond. There was Agreed. Just, oh, it was like five hours long. It was like, oh man, like this is a Bond movie. It should be ninety-eight minutes. You know, Quentin Tarantino has this theory on Bond movies. I hope one day they let him make a Bond movie. He really wants to. That would be is, very interesting. He really wants to. His point is, they need to go back to being retro. Bond works in the Cold War era, yeah. and it, what he wanted to do, and his theory is, he would re- make a Bond that is set in the Cold War era. And I think that would be a perfect approach to his movies. I, I really hope they give him a chance. I do like how Tim set that up. Like, it was a little bit more complex than it had to be. Like, <laughs> his point is, Bond should be in the Cold War era. So what he wanted to do is put Bond in the Cold War era. I thought there was going to be, like, a very specific storyline he was going to throw out there. Like, okay. No, that makes sense, though. I, I would be 100% in on a Tarantino Bond film. Yeah, they don't like, because Spielberg and George Lucas wanted to make a Bond movie in the 80s, and they wouldn't let them. That's why they ended up making Indiana Jones. That was yeah. their alternative to James Bond. Yeah, they're very conservative with the people they have to do these movies for obvious reasons, right? You know, it's a, this is the most important and meaningful franchise in, in, in movies, in pictures. So. That, that, Since that, that, Jurassic that, Park. That, that's also not true, by the it's way. It's not even close. What I, is I, the I, most influential series? Star Wars. Not the most, it's not the most influential. Star Wars it's is the biggest even, and most the important best, franchise it's the in most movies. important. No, Star Wars it is the most is important. movies. I guess it's hard to argue that. I, 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 I sort of joked about it a second ago, but I feel like Jurassic Park, just in the sense of CGI and how much that... Although Star Wars has an equal claim. Oh, they're all better and, and greater franchises. But I think Bond, because it spans seven decades, and, you know... Well, just because it's longe- only- Yeah, longevity doesn't mean anything. No, but it's not just longevity. It connects people to film over multiple generations. They all have but Star-, of a, Star Wars a is now doing that, too. A wheel. So it's just so much more important than... I mean, Star Wars is the only thing that comes close. But, you know, Star Wars had some movies that sucked so badly. Like, the thing about the bad Bonds is even though, you know, Moonraker, I don't feel like there's a worse, are bad. There is no Star Wars movie that is worse well, than Moonraker. Even episode are you kidding one. me? I would, I would invite you Do you think you episode one's the worst? I think episode one, two, two is the worst. Three again. I don't even remember episode two. I think that's, that's why it's actually worse than it episode clones. one. It has clones. There are too many clones. No, it was, that's the problem with episode two is it, it has nothing to do. It's a love story. That's all it is. It's like a really long and boring love story. Then the side story to that is Palpatine's rise through like the Republic. And it's like, I don't care about this either. It's it's, <laughs> well, this, a, it's, this, this, it's so even boring. Moonraker was no good. You can think of uh, you know 20 scenes from that movie. No, I can't. The only thing I remember about Moonraker is they it's had laser the guns and they went to space. That's it. Well, Moon, you could say, though, Moonraker's it importance is that Moonraker probably was pretty much the inspiration for Austin Powers 2. Oh, yeah, but oh, I don't like Austin Powers 2. I like Austin Powers 2. I'm all about Austin Powers 1. That's it. 
fair. I think Austin Powers 2 was okay. And I've watched, like, that, I've watched nah. them recently, too. Moonraker is the last Shirley Basie song movie, too, I believe. Well, then buy the fucking soundtrack. I, well, I would. I, okay, I don't... Is it sad that I don't know the song good, but to Moonraker, like, so I'm just singing Moonraker in the, go- in the Goldfinger? Yeah. Moonraker! Even bad Bonds are good Bonds. That was a, my yeah, that's because you like it. I think that, that, that works. It's like when I watched season eight of Entourage. <laughs> like, I know it's not good, but I'm watching it because I liked Entourage. And at a certain point, too, you're pot committed. Yeah. That, that gets me a lot. Moonraker! Here's a moon that it's orbits the- around the earth. <laughs> the Goldfinger song is so good, even Frazier sang it. It's <laughs> true. When he was real depressed, because the, the piano player only knew two songs. Happy Birthday, which obviously they couldn't clear the rights to, although they could now, because those people died, and it's open, open oh, season on Happy now. Birthday, yep. and Goldfinger. <laughs> All right, Tim. R.I.P. to Roger Moore. He is still one of the most important people in film, and uh, he will be missed. I don't know if he's one, one of, of the most, most important, important people, people in film. He played film. the most iconic character in film, as far as I'm concerned. And he played it more than anyone else has. So wait, so now your argument is... Okay, okay, fair. But again, I feel like doing something more than other people is not necessarily the pedigree of which we should derive importance from. I agree with you completely. But he still did play, I think, the most important role in film, and he played it more than anyone. And that means something. I guess. What do you got next? Do I have next? So I have sort of a moral dilemma with this Tim Hortons by my house. I have these liquor and burger ranks that are flying around the internet that are frustrating me. Okay, let's, let's, let's go. To, waiters let's, who are being mean to me. What oh, no, Let, let's, let's go <laughs> yeah. there. Why are the waiters being mean to you, Tim? So, like many bastards, every now and then I just don't want to eat at home. I want to go out and have a real meal and not like have a meal at like a fast food restaurant. So, a couple you, nights ago. Do you go eat uh, by yourself? Of course. In, 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 a, in a served restaurant? Yeah, I don't care. Do, do people feel bad for you? Well, we're going to come come on to what what is making me angry about this. Do they think that like you're ill? I, <laughs> so, do they I, okay. do they do they constantly start your meals by asking you if if your entire party is here? No, that doesn't happen. Although they, but so yes, what? it does happen. <laughs> so I'm not going to name the name of the restaurant because it's not the problem of the chain. The food was actually yeah. very good. It's like, yeah, he doesn't want to, Tim Hortons no, by your house? He, he doesn't want to name the name of the restaurant because it's some garbage restaurant. Perkins. It's like there Applebee's. Are no gar- there are no garbage restaurants that are, that are chains. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Tim is also big on chains over, like, independent restaurants. I'll admit, when my family took a road trip through the States when I was 10, and it was the first time I got to go to an Applebee's, and I loved Applebee's for, like, three years. Would you ever go to Applebee's now? Sure. I probably no. would. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not a proud goes. man when it comes to food. If you can fry it, I'll probably eat it. The places with lots of spots means that the food has been tested by professionals and that people like it around the world and that it's clean and has very high standards. And so, you know, one of the things President Trump is right about is exactly that kind of stuff, that the more commercialized food production restaurants and companies are, the safer and better food you're likely going to get. But you were off track here. So I'm not going to name the place. I went out to dinner. Today is Friday. So I went out on Wednesday night to dinner, and as soon as I got to the restaurant, I went by myself, and the, the not the waitress, she's not, I wouldn't call them a maitre Hostess? d' at this kind of place, but you know, the person who stands at the front where it says, please Hostess? wait. Hostess? The maitre d'? <laughs> I wouldn't call them the maitre d'. You know, it's not really what it means. I think of that as something like at a fine dining restaurant, which... It's called a hostess not, or a host. Or a host. Or, or some a person who's <laughs> mean to Tim. <laughs> well, she was, 
she was just flippant with me because she said, uh, you know, is it just, are you by yourself? And I sort of said, yeah, it's just me. And uh, just the, I, she gave me some attitude I didn't like it. But I was going to say, gee, do you see people behind me that are with me? Like, I didn't say anything, but I felt like that. I just was annoyed by the way I was being spoken to. So I was taken to a table, uh, sort of onto the side. It's not where I wanted to be, but I didn't feel like complaining about wanting to be by the window. And the server waited longer to get to me than other tables with more people that had been seated after me. He got to me after that. And I, he only came to see me once to ask me how my food was, and he came to the other tables a couple of times uh, asked him how theirs was. Can I, can and, I cut uh, you off for just a second? Because I do want to ask you a question about this. I personally hate it when, when the waiter come comes over. by and asks me, how my meal is. Yeah, uh, they're, they're usually getting the sea bass, like, come over here, I need something. Yeah. If I want to deal with exactly. it. Exactly. I, I feel I'm like once so you give sure me my food, I don't need you anymore until the bill. But the fact that I wasn't worth going to see more than once, and these other people were worth seeing more than once, bothered me. And they never came by to refill my water, and they refilled everyone else's. Like, it seemed like they were going to the table that fell out of people's water, and they weren't doing that to me. And, yeah, it was just a very unpleasant situation. And I just wondered... This is not the first time I've experienced service like this by myself at, a, at various restaurants that you go into. I just wonder whether there's an implicit bias of these people against... Yes, no, yeah, because yeah, you're not going to get as big a tip. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awful. These people are playing for tips. They're playing for commission here. If they have a table of six people, that tip is going to be bigger than the one with just one person. Although, that's a table of six people, sometimes the tip business. is built in, so it might not even matter. Yeah, that's not the way to run a business. Every customer is supposed to be treated co-equally. Maybe, and, and this could actually be a thing. Maybe like, you know that's how, in the mission statement. Yeah, maybe. Um, but you know how there's that thing where it's like, uh, if you're reading the menu, they won't come over because they assume that you're not, you haven't made your decision yeah, yet? Yeah, you close the menu before, uh, so they know you're ready. Yeah, yeah and, so and there's that. But maybe, they, maybe they legitimately think, because they weren't the one who sat you, that they keep looking over and going, oh, whoever's with him must be in the washroom. No, I'll wait till they come back. No, this guy cared less about me. He just figured, oh, it's just some guy by himself listening to his iPad or iPhone, sorry, at the, at, at the, at the table, and I can just ignore him. Yeah. By that. yeah, listen, the, the fact that the people, there's more people at another it's table, thing, yeah. it's a tip thing. It's 100% the tip thing. Well, I would have left a very good tip. I didn't because I felt <laughs> I felt personally offended. By the well, way, Well, maybe, maybe they the know you there, too, as the bad tipping guy. I didn't want to have to be that person, but the way that the so-called maitre d' treated me with some attitude and the way I was seated and basically ignored, uh, but the food was good. So I What, would what percentage back. did you end up leaving in your outrage? Still 15, I right? I believe it was a rule 15. See, most people tip like 20%. Okay, well, I don't. I tip 15%. That's what the tax is. That's what See, I they, they, the word probably got around. But oh, you're yeah, a bad, around, you're a bad tipper. Watch out oh. for this guy with the weird fro and bad mustache. He's a bad tipper. Yeah. Okay. I've been bringing this oh. up lately. I, I don't know why it keeps coming up, but I, I've told the story a couple times now. Of um, I know you told me this website existed three, four years ago, but there was the website around Toronto. You porn? Well, sure, of course. Pornjizz.com? No, it's Ujizz. Oh, Ujizz. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's Tim's no, favorite site. But <laughs> that, uh, no, there was the site that for girls on like dating sites uh, where they would post the picture or the name of the person they brought home, and then there's like criteria oh, yeah. ranked, and, and you were on that site. I was. And the cleanliness of your apartment was kind of their main takeaway. Top notch. Um, I wonder if there's some sort of like server website, and Tim's picture is like the ah, top of the website. I totally forgot about this that website sucks. until you just. It's a told gr- it's a great website. It is, yeah. So if you, it, yeah, so it was like if you bet someone on Tinder, they would post your picture to the site and then rank you: quality of apartment, quality of date, good sex, bad sex, yep. good looking, bad looking, that kind of thing. Personality traits. I did great on that. Yeah, I wish I. I almost feel like you know. 
getting back get on the market. See if I can up my ratings some more. Sounds like a very black mirror-y situation. Why? Just that kind of rating system. Just seems something dehumanizing about it all. I don't approve of that at all, actually. That Why? should not be allowed. What, what do you mean not allowed? You, you're someone who you thinks that... should not be allowed. What do you mean it's not allowed? You think people should, it should be banned? No, this is not, I'm not saying the state should ban it. I'm just saying people should have enough common sense and humanity and dignity not to engage in that type of chicanery. You're Those just worried that you got a low yeah, you're, on waiter.com. Yeah, you're just negative five. Never serve this guy. Yeah, well, apparently. This is not the first time I've been treated with disrespect. Again, I feel like your headphones of, play a factor, too. Well, like, I think headphones I signify that you're, like, closed wall, off in the like world. You're not ready to talk to people. What? I'm by myself at the table. What am I going to do? Stare at the wall like uh, a loser and do nothing? I'm not well, saying. I mean, you're already eating by yourself at a restaurant. So? You, you, they, that never happens? Listen, what restaurants are for multiple people. Yeah. Else? I'll, I'll, I'll give like you credit. Like, I would not sit in a restaurant by myself. I will, I will go to a restaurant and get something to go and then leave with the food, but I would not sit in a restaurant by myself. I'm not ashamed of being there by myself. Tim, do single people eat crackers? We don't know. In <laughs> Honestly, fact, we don't care. We, we don't want to know. <laughs> I don't mind doing that or going to the movies by myself. It never bothers me. I will go to the movies by myself. Yeah, that's fine because it's, it's dark. Thing. No, it's, no one it, cares. It's absolutely not the same. And you're and you're only there for the purposes of watching the movie. Where at a restaurant, you're there to have conversation. And like, I don't. I'm not there to have a conversation. I'm there to have dinner. If I wanted a conversation, then I take the dinner home. Get it to go. You know, I, I prefer dinner time where there's almost no talking. You know, some of those, some families, people do not speak at dinner. It's impolite to speak at dinner. That's terrifying. Yeah, in the fucking 50s, Tim. I think there's something to be said about that. In fact, I'm pro not speaking during dinner. I'm pro conversation between courses, before meal, after meal. But How while many the, course the dinner dinners do served, you have? Pardon me? How many course dinners yeah, do you have? This is pretty rich coming from a guy who owns one plate. Well, I'm not... That's not my point. My point is... By I mean, do you have to wash the plate between courses? Is that why there's so much time for conversation? <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's something impolite about conversing while you're, having, while you're eating. I think it's polite to, to talk before, eat, and then talk afterwards. Basically, what you want to have for dinner is like that scene in American Beauty after, like, eventually Kevin Spacey just flips out because they're listening <laughs> to, like, the terrible music just staring at each other. <laughs> I think of that scene like in The Sound of Music where they're all at dinner. Nobody is allowed to talk during dinner. Yeah, so Nazi so it's, Germany yeah, is always a great <laughs> example. For, here are great examples that I think that Nazi Germany could have on us today. How they <laughs> eat dinner. Are, very wait, efficient, wait, wait, very wait, wait, quiet, wait, 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 or you have to go. That is a misinterpretation of that film. His whole gig is that he's against the Nazis. Yeah, but you he have rips big... the Nazi flag in half when they hang it on his house. No one cares about The Sound of Music anymore, Tim. It's not 1940. Okay, but you're, just you're mischaracterizing the film, so... I had to set the record straight. Tim, I, well, I, I will set the record straight, too. Tim, pro-Nazi behavior. No, I am pro-silence <laughs> at dinner. I think that's... I that's am for dignified. silence everywhere! <laughs> it's dignified and grateful. You don't need, we live in a society where everyone has to speak their mind about everything all the time. This is what this no show is about <laughs> that you're doing! Nobody is comfortable with their own thoughts anymore. No one's comfortable with just being in silence. They have to fill that air through awkward chit-chat. Uh, chit I prefer... You know, when people are eating, to concentrate on your meal. Someone worked hard to cook it for you. Eat the meal. Don't converse and waste time. That's my position. Especially because you have to concentrate so you don't cut your finger off with your food. Because if you're talking, that might happen. Well, it's hard to talk to when you've shoved as many nugs in your mouth as possible. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> All right, what do you got next? So, speaking of nugs, I have a moral dilemma about this Tim Hortons by my house. All right, what is it? So, it's one of those Tim Hortons that's attached to a Wendy's. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. See where I'm going with this. Okay. So, 
this is a Tim Hortons that's it's, it's the only one that's close to me. And the people there know me, and they know exactly what I order, so I don't have to even order it. And the coffee, people who are coffee drinkers know that not every Tim Hortons is consistent. I like to order in others. silence. Some are better than no others. No more talking. Just this coffee. Tim this Tim Hortons is very I feel like you're German slowly going into Austrian Schwarzenegger territory. Well, I mean, and Austria is little Germany. Yes, yeah. Would you like to talk more about whatever the hell you're talking about, or should I continue with Well, so, some of us like to listen, Tim. You, not one of those people. <laughs> All right, fine. Why don't you tell your story? I'm sure it's more interesting. No, it's done now. You were just talking over it. Okay. It was so, about little Germany. So, so sorry to inconvenience you. So, what, so what's the quandary here? Is it that is it that Wendy's the Wendy's is too enticing to be in the same building with? No, I mean, the, the fact that you've put a kibosh on Wendy's and that you've banned Wendy's, Wendy's and Tim Hortons are the same company this in Canada. So then you, should, then you should be giving up Tim Hortons too? This, can I, am I only able to go to Tim Hortons that are solo Tim Hortons? That's still owned by the same company, so it's That's all the same the, company. But, but they're not. The, the actual owner of that franchise probably owns both the Tim Hortons and the Wendy's. I go to another one, it's, it's different. The money's going to a person who just owns the Tim Hortons, if you know what I mean. But all that I'm, money still, the franchising fees and everything like that, the, 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 the money that they have to pay so it still has to go back to that parent company, so you're, which you're is Wendy's. The, this even more puritanical view than I am, which was that I think I have to cut this Tim Hortons out of my life for a year. You're saying i got to cut them all out. Yeah, so. well, I'm not a psycho, so I'm going to continue to go there. But for you, you have to... Listen, you made a very big moral judgment on this. This is you, why I bring this up. Well, then you can't go to any Tim Hortons. See, I think that I can, but I can't Because you to want this. to. No, I don't want to go to this. I want to be faithful to the pledge, but also not needlessly uh, sort of ascetic. What's your, what's your sort of connection to Tim Hortons? Is it like a Canadiana thing for you, or do you right. specifically like the, the kind of coffee I, th- I think it's right next to his place. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things going on here. First, it's the connection to the place. And, at, and, at, and on campus, there's three. So okay. it's the most easy place to get coffee. B, it's the best tasting coffee in Canada. And C, I've grown up my whole life drinking it, so I have a real affinity for it. And I'm getting annoyed at Starbucks more and more every day. So I I'm just don't want to go there unless I absolutely have to. So I'm running out of places. Sidebar on Starbucks. Uh, don't worry about it. Tim gives them a fake name every time for yeah. no apparent reason. They don't need to know my name. I've thought of I've thought no, no, about no, 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 no. It's because he doesn't want them knowing his name. Okay. I was going to say, I do that sometimes because I get tired of people bungling my name. But I will say, I only care because... Sometimes when it's so bad, I don't understand who they're calling for. But I get people like their their name will be something, and like, oh god, they added an e to my name, and it's like the only reason that's there is so they can identify you and call to you. I don't care how they spelt it, as long as they pronounce it right, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, but the people get so upset, story, like they spelt my name wrong. Are taking lists of my name not to serve me well? It's maybe it's a good thing I am giving them fake names. So why is it one step ahead? Yeah, but you you just came to this realization about these websites where you're on there as a bad tipper. Why do you do the Starbucks fake name to begin with? Because they don't need to know who I am. Why? I don't What's need to know the difference? My name. I'm a private citizen. I don't want. I I'm not like Kramer and Seinfeld, where I want people to wear name tags and say hello to each other. To be they fair, go. Tim does use his fake alias Tim Anderson quite a bit, so we know he has an affinity for fake names. No, yeah. I just come up with a random name when I go in there. I go, you're I'm like Bruce today, or you're... John today, or whatever. I don't care. They don't like, know who I am. You're you're, you're like Larry in that. Uh incest survivor episode occur when he gets confronted <laughs> by the lady he met at the incest survivor. It's like, yeah, uh, sometimes I just call myself Thor. 
Yeah, well, I tell people. well, this is the thing because I don't know if there's a Starbucks that you consistently go to enough, but you just said that the people no. at the Tim Hortons by your house know your order by heart. Don't you think if you went to the same Starbucks enough times, they would know that you're giving them weird fake names all the time? I'm not going to any Starbucks nearly as often as I'm going to this Tim Hortons for them to know my order. I mean, I was a cashier. I can tell you it takes about three times for you to be there before I know who you are. So, so if you've gone to the same Starbucks so more than three times. Check out my order as well. I don't know. I know. I go to the same person. There's a Tim Hortons like literally 30 seconds away from this seat. Fresh biscuits. And they always wave to you and say, bye. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Right, They're very good for a wave. Uh, I don't but... think that Tim Hortons is actually quite good, I will say. Oh, I've heard varying opinions on this Tim Hortons. I, okay, well, the few times I've had it there, I thought it was very good. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, like I said, when you drink enough coffee, you, especially from Tim Hortons, you begin to get a sense of the good ones and the bad ones. See, I, I, I think your claim that Tim Hortons has the best coffee in Canada is somewhat ridiculous. McDonald's, using the old Tim Hortons, like, grains or whatever it is, their, like, formula for making okay, coffee. Okay, maybe we have to do a ranking here, because, I mean, the show's all about making lists. Yeah, yeah, make list. I don't drink coffee, yeah, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be really helpful in this conversation. No, yeah, well, that fits, but that fits in. Well, I do think coffee's a genius move, though. I think Subway just added coffee. Everyone should have coffee. Well, it's like it's it's the simplest okay, thing to on. make. Why it's in the, name it's of Christ? the oh, easiest sorry. thing to buy in bulk. Why and in the name of God would I go to Starbucks to Subway to get my coffee? Well, because here's the thing, because though. They coffee, serve breakfast, Tim. Yeah, and coffee is the only thing in the world that like it, it's basically like selling a drug, except people don't judge you for it like cigarettes, like. I, I know enough people like, ah, oh, I can't start my day without coffee. At 5 p.m., I need a coffee to get me going the rest of the day. I can't take a shit until I have a coffee. Yeah, it just like, runs it right through. Again, it's it's literally like cocaine, but you don't get judged for it. It's great. And it's less expensive than cocaine. A lot less expensive. And easier to find. Yeah, because Subway Horton's has coffee, it now. McDonald's coffee is good. It's there you go, Tim. Do you have a Subway closer than a Tim Hortons? Problem they're, solved. You they're get, basically across the, the pathway you, from each other. You can get yourself a Subway Club, Subway Club card. Well, yesterday when I was out for my walk, uh, I ended up buying one at A&W, which is also next door, because I wasn't sure whether I could still buy from this Tim Hortons anymore. Tim lives in a mini-mall. <laughs> I don't yeah. live in a mini-mall. I live near a strip where there's a ton of conveniences and grocery stores, oh, uh, some of which I can still go to. So you, li- so you live in something that's just like a mini-mall? <laughs> is just like, is just like a mini-mall. <laughs> hey, hey. hey, hey. I was trying to figure out how we're going to Everyone knows that commercial. What's that? Everybody knows that commercial. No. Nope, Gary and I were talking they about don't. this before they do. we came on, about what you think that people know and what they don't know. The only reason that you know half the things, it's like when you say movies or like weird obscure skits that you think that everyone has seen. The only reason that you think that people have seen it is because I've shown you, so you know a person who has also seen it, therefore you think that everyone has seen it. Hold on. That, that commercial has been on Family Guy that's been parodied. Okay. People still don't know what it is. It's not like watching some Terrence Malick movie. People have seen this. It's an internet video. Yeah, but like, when you put it in the class of, one, things that have been parodied on Family Guy, as if they ever stick to the storyline. No, I know, but I'm saying that it's it's not so obscure that no one... It's not completely obscure, but like, you know, it's it's obscure in the way like, in five years from now, if you ask some, like, 15-year-old if they know what Chocolate Rain is, like, sure. If you asked anyone now what Chocolate Rain was... (laughs) Chocolate I rain. The, I have students who don't know what the Heritage Minutes are. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they haven't played those. I don't. I haven't seen a Heritage Minute in a long time. It was very distressing. Anyway, back to coffee for a second. Sure. Tim was talking about how things should be banned and all of this because he wants the state to control what you do and what you no, don't do. I, That's I Tim's banned, primary I stance. People should stop themselves from doing it. 
I think that people should be banned from putting creamers, milk, and sugar in their coffees. You don't like it? Go buy a Red Bull. I agree. Develop your palate and grow up and drink real coffee or drink something else. Go drink a Red Bull. You know who won World War II, Garion, and beat the Nazis? Not people who were taking double-doubles. <laughs> Black <laughs> coffee in the trenches. Exactly. That's what real men Russians drink. On the ba- at the Battle of Stalingrad were putting cream and sugar in their coffee? I don't think so. Man, Tim just loves his World War II. The only thing they were putting in their coffee was a little bit of vodka. Do you suggest that people do that, or do you suggest they put in some Baileys? (laughs) Call this one close to Baileys. Now, there's one that people, like, that's... Yeah, it's way out. That's That's, out in left field. Yeah. But Tim Tim would argue, everyone knows about old Greg. I think that was a little more obscure, but I do think people do know about it. No. People do. There are people who do know about it, yes. I would say you're, you're far more likely to get... You know, someone from England to probably bite on that. I feel like in North America, the presence is probably not overly wide. Well, it is now because we've mentioned it on this show. That would be like saying that people know what the Pat Mayo Hour is. <laughs> they don't. I think they do. No, they don't. Yeah, well. If that was Twitter the case, now. I'd be making millions. We'd have that MasterCard money. <laughs> How? off topic but that's the way this show works did you see the photo of russell crowe i tweeted yesterday? oh i had this written down he on my page he russell crowe i was like what is so shocking to you about fat russell crowe he's old it looks like he ate ridley scott do you know what a happened gladiator. to russell? listen russell crowe used to get a lot of exercise when he was <laughs> fighting around the world i feel like he just got really depressed after tugga tried to kill himself like, and like maximus only eats at the banquet table now well, how old was he when he did that movie? Like in his 40s? Yeah, no, okay. I looked it up because Russell Crowe is 53 now. Oh, okay. And he looks a lot older than 53. Gladiator came out in 2000. So that was 17 so he was years ago. in his mid-30s. So he was okay. in his mid-30s. 40. Yeah. 40. 38, 39, something like that, yeah. Well, do, do you know how math works? Well, I'm just trying to off the top of my head try to shut up. <laughs> 37. Also, these photos circulate. All, like, I, Do you remember a couple years back there was Fat Vin Diesel? Yeah, that was a big listen, thing. Was like, him on like a balcony in, in somewhere in South America? Real hefty like, in that terrible movie he was in, uh, the the Good Guys or whatever. The nice I, the, oh, the, we we also yeah. talked about that with Derek, who was switching the show before you got on the line. How great that movie is! That that movie is awful. That is not a good movie. Why? He is so bad in that movie. It brings the whole movie down. He and he, he is so as, bad. It is a very oh, that's a bad movie. Uh, oh, that's a such bad, a but, such a good movie. That's a bad take. No, it, it's an awful. I would invite you to rewatch that movie. I have. I have. Well, I've rewatched it. I, I rewatch it anytime it's on. Oh, I can, no, I can jump in at any point and I'm good to go. That movie stinks to high heavens. I'm sorry. I it's, don't think there's a weak link in that movie. Even even the Russell little girl's Crow fantastic. Is awful in that movie. I don't know. There isn't a scene he's in where you're like, oh, I'm enjoying watching this at the moment. Yeah. Like if there were cocktail forks by me, I would gouge out my eyes rather than have to watch that movie again. It's aggressive. My God, it's a bad movie. Well, it's not. It's not an Inuritu film. Well, at least those are complex and challenging and thoughtful for the most part. No, they're just faux pretentious and they suck in intellectuals like you. Yeah. Okay. But Russell Crowe, my point was, he was getting pretty hefty when that movie came out. Was it like, probably a, almost a year ago? Now. Yeah. So if you've already identified so, that, why is this picture so surprising? It, just, it is startling to see him in that condition, considering what Maybe he looks like. Maybe he's about to do a picture about Dom DeLuise. We don't know. Tim well. would love that because Tim loves Dom DeLuise hats. They're not called that. I call them English racing caps, and they're very cool. God. Get what? your English racing cap. You get your moo-moo. Everything's good. What else do you have? Uh, what else do I have here? I have people yelling. We have this thing from last week where I get real upset at people 
who use their Wi-Fi at coffee shops. Yeah, let's do that. Why okay. do you get so upset about people who use Wi-Fi well, the story, at coffee I mean, the backstory to this story is that there was a report in the news about... The Huey um, Lewis? <laughs> sports. Uh, <laughs> <Scott>. <laughs> oh, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim was reading a report in the news about Wi-Fi and coffee shops. It just said, coffee shops, colon, skizzle me timbers! <laughs> Falls into his walking when he can't breathe. Various coffee shops that are removing Wi-Fi. Now their reasoning is <laughs> they put LSD in all the drinks, and Tim just had some. Their reasoning is to promote conversation. Now, oh, okay. So we're back goal. to this. So I don't share their goal whatsoever, but what I do share is eliminating Wi-Fi at coffee shops because. The worst thing you can come across when you go to a coffee shop is that guy or that gal with their laptop out, quote-unquote, working, or quote-unquote, writing something while they're at Tim Hortons or Starbucks or whatever place they're going to get their avocado hollowed-out latte these days. That's what and you I, love. You love avocados. That, yeah, millennials are ruining everything. Also, I used to write my columns at the Starbucks by yeah. my house. It was the only place I, I could have, go to I go write. I don't like that. Why? What, 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 why do you care? Or in their homes. That is where writing takes place. Can't write or at the office. How, how are you to dictate where writing takes place? Writing is is one of the I'm very few mediums like in this world you can do anywhere. I appreciate it can be done anywhere. I'm saying where it ought to be done. It Why? Why is it ought to be done somewhere? Coffee shops are for consuming coffee. They are not your private place to work. You want to go work somewhere that isn't your home or your office? Go to a library where it's quiet. Go work there. See, like I feel like scamming businesses for all they're worth. Like, if... if all it takes for you to get an hour or two of free Wi-Fi is to buy a small coffee. Like, it, you know, you know what? If the companies want to charge for the Wi-Fi, I can, I guess, live with that. But then no one would go there. Good. I don't want people going there and working on their laptops while nursing their coffee for four hours. Is this so about like the fact that they're taking public, up seats? Like, are you the person who's trying flat. to sit down in a coffee shop and it's inside of Tim Hortons and just sit, maybe talk to some of the old fogies in your town about their days and such? I mean, I, my preference would be just get your coffee and leave. So then what do you care? There and quietly you know what, it. honestly, you know what this is all leading to? Is that you should just go to, like, these small indie coffee shops where there's no place to sit because they're in the hole in a wall. It's not Tim Hortons, so you wouldn't be giving money to the Wendy's Corporation. There's nowhere to sit. They don't have Wi-Fi because they can't afford it. But then he'd have to deal with millennials. That's true. Well, this, I mean, this is the great issue. This is why I, this is the problem is I don't share the goal of the of increased conversation. Although I don't have a problem with people talking at coffee shops. That does seem to be a very problem. Coffee's place not a meal. Have a conversation. Now, okay, let, let's say that people weren't there writing on their laptops. They bought a nice latte at Starbucks. They sat down and did the crossword in the newspaper. Uh, see, I've got this written down. It better be the crossword because Sudoku is crossword for dumb people. Yeah, we, I agree with we, that. We, we've hit that. We, we've covered that before. Uh, going that back, okay. I know uh, Paul Shaughnessy posed this question to you, and I really want to pick back up on the uh, coffee inside an avocado thing. Um, because you can consume both of both of those things, is avocado inside a coffee a sandwich? <laughs> no, because the, you're not actually consuming the coffee. Is it not just an open-faced avocado coffee sandwich? No, because you're not consuming the whole thing. The avocado shell is just a cup. 
It's not okay. like a bread bowl that has soup in it that you eat. Which so is, is, a, a is, a, is, a, is a soup in a bread bowl a sandwich? Unquestionably. <laughs> Unquestionably. But this is not because it's just, it's just the rind of an avocado you're going to chuck when you're finished, which are like $3 these days at the store. I went to buy one on Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day it was, and they used to be $1.99, and now they're like $3.69. Yeah, did you, did you run into that, that same avocado bully from last time? Like no, they they were they were well. The thing is, because now they're so expensive, there were all kinds of them. I still bought one, but it was annoying that to spend that much more money on them. Well, Tim, this is the free market working in action. Last year, more people consumed avocados than avocados that were put into production for the following year. So they had to up the prices so so many people would stop buying because they're running out. I mean, that could be that could very well be the case. That I, is true. I believe you. I'm I, I, I'm guessing you're not making that up. But it's just annoying that overnight it switched from a dollar ninety-five to three dollars and sixty-nine cents. Well, the, the the grocery stores are being charged more for the avocados. They have no, to sell no, them I for get more. why it's happening. I just think it's weird that it happened immediately. It's not like that time that bananas were going extinct. Not like, <laughs> good God, it's like the scam that KFC is running these days. Where remember Toonie Tuesday used to be two pieces. There used to be a meal for two dollars. Yeah. Now it's three dollars and sixty-nine cents. But at least they had the common sense to gradually wean you into it to where you don't feel like 369 is that much. But, you know, it it jumped quite a bit in like 10 years. You know what the big problem is, too, is that Tim no longer has a competing fried chicken franchise if KFC pisses him off too much because Popeyes is owned by the conglomerate that owns Wendy's and Tim Hortons. There are no Popeyes near me anyway. That's a sad life. I I thought that Wendy's owned KFC. Does Wendy's own KFC? Yeah, I thought so. No, I think think KFC is like Taco Bell. It's it's KFC, Taco Bell, and uh, Wendy's Pizza Hut. And that's Pizza Hut. that's yeah, their that's yeah. right. Good call. And Popeyes is owned by the Wendy's Corporation. Yeah, because Tim Hortons just bought Popeyes. It's owned by Dave Thomas. <laughs> yeah, Tim, spokesperson for Dave Thomas. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? Uh, what else do I have here? I have that problem with liquor rankings. Yeah. Well. I yeah. Have... I, I I saw you put this out with your liquor ranking. So please enlighten us. Yeah, well, this is, of course, by no means my creation. Frequently, you know, being a, a bon vivant on Twitter, I frequently see what the people are talking about, what's trending, what's interesting. And I noticed that on, was it Tuesday, I suppose it was, or Monday, uh, one of the things that was flying around the, the Twitterverse were people who were ranking, uh, ranking alcohol. So I figured, well, I have thoughts on specific this. specific brands or be just better alcohol whatever in these general? Think. What would you say, sorry? Are we, are we talking specific brands of alcohol or just no, no, types no, of alcohol types in general? Of, types of alcohol. Okay. And so, you know, I spent three seconds deciding, well, it's got to go scotch. And then I realized, well, but, you know, if, if you just say you like scotch, you're, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're a pleb. You either like single malt or you like blend scotch. You know, there's a big difference. So I figured, you know, show a little bit of uh, class and say, okay, I prefer single malt, then blended. Then I prefer rye whiskey. Irish whiskey, and then I figured bourbon's excellent, so that needs to be five, which means I left some really good liquors on the table uh, because I really enjoy, you know, various other things. But I just knew that vodka had to be dead last because that's the drink of 18-year-old children, and I knew that single malt scotch had to be first because that's the best alcohol that the good Lord ever created, and then the rest of the ranking was just sort of fitting them in between. You know what? Your list sounds like someone who's super pretentious about liquor who doesn't even drink. Plus, I feel like there's multiple ways to go about it. Like, I feel like I don't like vodka personally, but I feel like you could almost put something higher on the list because of its versatility. So vodka and rum and, and things of that nature would be much higher. Gin? Rum is fine. I, I, I don't mind rum. I'm, I'm a brand person. I only like Appleton Estates rum. I don't drink rum, rum don't, anymore. Don't it anchors up the blood too much. 
I don't drink it. I know a lot of people who can't drink, like, Sailor Jerry's because it makes them too angry. I I haven't been in a fist fight since I stopped drinking rum. Yeah, rum's all right. I drink it at Christmas time with an eggnog or something, although I prefer brandy in my eggnog personally. But rum's okay. (laughs) Brandy in my eggnog. Tim thinks he's a madman. It's it's, it's as expensive as rum is. What are you talking about? You, brandy. Listen to you. It's actually really good. And the same with, like, yeah, gin is fine. I, I like that you don't have beer anywhere on this list. Well, I'm saying, are we talking liquors or, like, like all beer. alcohol? Because, yeah, I, I feel like just wine or beer, beer like would beer. be relatively beer high. Beer would make the top ten. Listen, all liquor like, is the same. What gets you blackout quickest is yeah, the best see, type of liquor. This is exactly the problem. Is that People like you are not drinking alcohol to appreciate you, you mean You mean like, alcoholics? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I, when I, and I don't drink very often, but when I do, unless I'm out with friends well, or yeah, something. You're spending all your money on single malt. And when we reverse engineer this entire show, Roger Moore is an iconic movie actor because he acted in so many bonds, so he has to have a lot of credit. You get no credit because you just didn't mention. You don't drink that much. What do you, what do you know? But, you know right Are you now, drinking every night, cupboard, pal? Right now in my cupboard, I have a, a bottle of Johnny Walker Black, which is excellent. Like, that's, that's, that's great. That's great. I drink that because I thoroughly enjoy its flavor, and I have a sophisticated enough palate to be able to appreciate the subtleties in scotches. Fair. That's why they're ahead. I work at the Fantasy Sports Network, so I drink Pabst because it's $2. Yeah. I, I just drink wine. Yeah. Wine is okay. I'm, I'm, star- I'm starting to get there. I was never a wine person. No, eventually but... you get to the certain age where, yeah. hey, red wine's fine. Red wine, not, not super fattening. It's great. Well, that's nice. Still, one of the reasons... You're concerned about the, the, the caloric value of wine. I am. Uh, you're, you're, then that is misplaced attention. That I, should be I, I am concerned. dropped you. ketchup for sriracha because of the caloric value yeah, well, and the flavor. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. This is a, what do you mean I don't know what trait. I'm doing? Clearly I do. I'm not the one who's going to suffer a massive heart attack in three years. Yes. Well, he's not because he's going to stop yeah, eating fried chicken for lunch on switch. Tuesdays because it's three sixty nine. Yeah, because it's your, your decision to switch from ketchup to sriracha that has, been, that has made all the difference. It is indicative of the series of decisions oh, that yeah, I yeah, have okay. made to cut down on my caloric yeah, intake please, to, to make sure that my heart remains pumping. Yes, because you have, okay, because you, every decision you have made in the last few years has been you know, indicative to good heart health, right? Generally speaking, yes. Really? Do, you, do we really want to play this game? I mean, I, I quit smoking until I couldn't anymore. Okay, well. <laughs> Which some would argue... I guess long-term does help your heart, but in the short-term does not help your no, heart. No, I gained like 30 pounds. <laughs> well, sucked. that's because what you replaced it with eating. No, the, when no you, your heart slows down. Yeah, you gain weight. And, and when you quit smoking, your metabolism changes. All the, the Your entire inside is so used to taking in carcinogens and everything that's in cigarettes that you're, you're your body... You're telling bo- this to me? Yeah, your body needs to adapt as soon as you quit. And then it just... One of the reasons... times I've tried to quit. I didn't replace it with eating. I would just chew on straws. <laughs> I would. That's what I would. That's what I do. So you're just some mental person. Not a mental going person. around chewing on straws. Hey, that's you got a dr- Hey, Tim, you got a drink with that? No, I just like straws. <laughs> Tim, were you the kind of person who, like, you know, the little tiny rubber, the rubber bandy thingy on water bottles that separates the cap from the rest oh, of the I bottle? Oh, I had to rip those off right away. Yeah, I they drive me nuts. <laughs> do you it chew on them though? Insane. What? Do you chew on them though? No, no, I rip them off and throw them away. Oh, drive me nuts! And I feel like your liquor ranks list is not very indicative of the common man who you say that you are, you know, the tribune of. I uh, explain. Tell me why enjoying alcohol that's available at any liquor store is not indicative of what common people enjoy. Tell me, people aren't just sitting around drinking single malts. They aren't. Not everybody, but I think most most of the common men would appreciate 
even though they don't drink it a whole lot, that it is a superior form of alcohol. Rum is more of a people's liquor. It's more popular, but I don't think that means that people think it's better. Well, again, it, it all comes, this is like an MVP debate. It all comes down to what you're classifying this list as. Is it a ranking of the, do you determine liquor value through versatility and affordability, or do you determine it through like, yes, maybe single malt is the best of the alcohols when you've bought it enough to acquire a taste for it, but I don't know. I don't really like which is which is my position. I, I thoroughly enjoy its flavor more than any other thing. Fair. Although blend scotch is to me a, a relatively close second. I thoroughly enjoy that too. Who? I do like how you call people who just say scotch plebes, but then you put the types of scotch one and two on your list. Yeah, because those are the types of scotch that I like, and in that order. Who drinks liquor just to see how it tastes? Most yeah, it's not people. the point. Liquor tastes bad Most for a reason. Most people. No, they don't. Most people take it to get drunk. No, they just come home after work and have a beer just to have one. They don't have to have nah, I've never been that person. N- 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 there are very few people that come home after work and have a beer. They I usually can't. have all the beer in the house. Whenever I buy a case of beer in my fr- and put it in my fridge. But you just I'll said have, you like, don't really one drink. A, uh, one a day. One a day. Those see, are I don't gone. See, I don't even see the point. Gone. Yeah, neither do I. Like, I, I have reached a point in my life where, and, and through just discovery of, like, different types of beer. Because when you're in high school, you don't realize beer tastes different. It just, because Canadian and Keith's. And Coors don't really taste all that different, but you can afford them. So yeah, That's sure, if I find like a nice IPA or something, I can maybe have one of those. Craft beer, out. Get your fucking oh, yeah, craft beer out I of do here. Not like. That to me is, is, is the uh, antithesis of being If a you're enjoying beer, beer based various, on flavor, why would you hate beer. craft beer? Because I, I, I look, when I'm looking craft. to get drunk, I'm not drinking craft beer. It's the people who like craft beer, you know it, because they let you know within the first 10 seconds of your conversation that they're fans of craft well, beer. Well, we're in... Fifty-six, fifty-one, two of our conversation. I was obviously being hyperbolic. Well, I was being hyper-specific. <laughs> okay, well, you win. All right. <laughs> big winner! Hey! You're the big you winner know, here. But, so I've, you know, come out and given my ranks on booze. You haven't even suggested any. You've just said, I oh, suggested I like many. Type. Oh, I like that type. I said, I said that probably if I was doing my list and I would do it upon versatility and affordability, I think mine would be very obvious. It would be... Beer, then wine, then rum, then gin, and then, even though I don't like it, vodka, because it's in everything. It doesn't really taste like anything, so it mixes vodka with everything. Is, is the is the nut low alcohol. I don't mind vodka. You can, I can, I can drink a vodka and water. It's Boom. the sort of thing that a 19-year-old brings to his first party, or a 19-year-old girl brings to her first party just to get wasted on. So here's, here's the strange thing. You hate craft beer, and you seem to hate the people who drink craft beer, but you're the same person who... Hates on people's choices of alcohol because, oh, I used to drink that when I was 19. So you're in this weird... He didn't weird... drink anything when he was 19. He barely drinks anything now. And when you're, by the time you're 19, you've moved on to the stronger liquors. When you're drinking, like, vodka, you're, like, 14. Let's, let's be real here. Well, that was not my experience. Well, shocking your experience doesn't match up with anyone else's. Oh, well, no one's experience e- matches. E- eaten by else's. yourself no. in diners, being on a bad tipping website. Oh, I'm a fan of diners. I, there, there's no good diners near me, or I would go to a diner every well, day. Well, I would say that diners are more, they serve your purposes better, because a diner, you get to, one, it's more individualistic, because, like, it's a trucker place and that kind totally of thing. Totally agree. And then you can tell them that there's nothing finer than eating in their <laughs> diner. But also, you can sit, you get to sit at the table right in front of the staff, so that you're never too far away from the waitresses and stuff. And sitting, yeah, well, I, when I go and to diners, there's one in the city I've been to a couple of times. I like to go right to the, I like to be at the counter. Yeah, well, and, yeah. And people don't discriminate against you by being at yourself at a diner. Exactly. And that's no, why they it, point you in the direction calm, yeah. of the waitress, because she sits there and, like, tells you her tales and such. I assume all diners are in the South, because <laughs> I want them to be. But, uh, yeah, no. Diners are for you, Tim. There you go. 
I agree. All right, so I have some guest topics here. Um, shout out to John in China, China Club John, our friend. So he, he makes football drafts very difficult. He does. It's always really weird time wise. You know oh, what? He is not the one that makes. It's true. He is not the most <laughs> difficult. Certainly fair. Just despite the fact that he is a complete day off, like eighteen hours off from where we are. Yeah, John is almost never the problem. There are other individuals who who needlessly cause problems. That's true. All right. So how yeah. about how about this one? He says, how about the price of a pair of Yeezys and how Kanye West probably loves Asians because they will pay anything for his shoes? How do you spell Yeezys? How do Take you, a guess. How do you think you spell it? I don't know. Just guess. guess. Y-E-S-S-I-E-S? No. <laughs> do you know? Okay, well, I guess we gave it a, we, we buried the lead there, but I, I can't really ask you what Yeezys are associated with because we said Kanye West. Kanye, but... well, I know, I know who Yeezys is. John says these are very popular where he lives in China. Looking at some photos of them now, oh my god. But he says that everyone just wears the cheap copies that are like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And these have... are god awful ugly. Would you rather wear those or uh, the Lonzo Ball shoes? I don't even think the Lonzo Ball shoes look that bad. Yeah, they're just super expensive. I just think that LeVar Ball is a tool. Although if you like the Lonzo Ball shoes, they're, they're the malt liquor of shoes. Oh, are they? Explain that to me. No, they're, they're not, so they're, expensive. No, they're not the malt liquor. Oh, sorry. They're yeah. the yeah, opposite of malt Sorry, liquor. they're the single malt of shoes. The, 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 the Starberries are the malt liquor of shoes. <laughs> that is, that is say, true. What's the cold they should, they should really not shoes. put Starberries in, in, like, boxes. They should just give them to you in brown paper bags. <laughs> All right, well, how about this one? He says that he wants Tim to speak about Trump's ties to Russia because he thinks that would be funny to hear Tim talk about it. I can do that. Let's, I'm. Let's hear it. I don't think Trump himself probably has any actual ties. What I think is probably the case is that various people who work under him have some pseudo or clear connective ties and that they've just been deceiving Trump, and Trump's pretty relatively easy to deceive, so he doesn't know what's going on and had no idea what was going on underneath him. So people were sort of just acting sort of clandestinely behind the scenes. And that's why he's so angry about it, because he didn't know what was going to happen. And he didn't know what was happening, and he's annoyed that people are saying, oh, well, this somehow delegitimizes uh, his election because people under him may have been engaged in some underhanded politics because, of course, the Clintons would never engage. Why does it, why isn't it, why, okay, why, why, did he, why do the Clintons have to be any part of this? Because that's against whom they ran. Yeah, but that has, that has nothing to do, to do with, with this specifically, yeah. I don't think he actually quit defending your, quit, quit defending And stop boy. defending Trump by using Trump tactics. Just bringing right? up Hillary all the time. Well, but I mean, it's not like doing it randomly. I'm saying, you know. But you are, because you, you baked it into every argument you have. Also, I don't think Trump would ever be upset about the sanctity of his election win. It's not as if he, you know, constantly brings up the fact that he won the election. Well, you know why he has to do that? Because he's got no other accomplishments. I think it's because people are constantly trying to delegitimize him as a president because they're annoyed that they couldn't beat him at the ballot box, and now they've got to try to beat him in the press. So as uh, and listen, I'm no fan. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fan. You're of the Trump. biggest fan. The biggest. I'm not. You know, I've been an open critic of him. I always said in the primaries he was the 17th option for me. The 17. Uh, I've, I've been, long been a pretty skeptical person. No, 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 no. This is very revisionist this is, history. This here. is. I'm trying to think. Yes. Who's a who's I a quarterback who's not Tom more. Brady that Tim hates? Cam Newton. Okay, if if Cam Newton were to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, you would have to secretly, at the very least, love Cam Newton because he beat is, Tom Brady. So in the same sense, you have to love Donald Trump because he beat Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know what? I think that is an excellent analogy. 
And I think that adequately reflects uh, my feeling about it. So, no, I mean, I understand a lot of this Russia stuff, right, is built up by the left-wing media in an effort to try to delegitimize a Republican being president. I believe really they're called fake news. No, what bothers most of these people is that it isn't a Democrat anymore in power because Barack Obama single-handedly devastated that entire party. And so because they have no actual power anymore, they're using some what are probably some legitimate connections between like Paul Manafort or Carter Page or some other scandalous individuals, maybe Roger Stone with Russia. Your boy uh, Roger Stone, you love Roger Stone. He's a very fascinating character. It doesn't mean I don't think he's to be very, uh, you, one shouldn't be very skeptical of him. I just think, and I think it's fair to say that those people probably are sort of embroiled in various issues with the Russians. Maybe they're not even illegal, but it's certainly an embroglio, whereas I don't think Trump himself is quite Machiavellian enough to do that. He reminds me, remember when Mr. Burns says to Smithers, I don't think Mr. Simpson is the brilliant tactician we thought he was. <laughs> yes. In a lot of ways, I think that's what's going on here. And so I think you're reading into this stuff, or maybe people are, I think they are, reading into Trump. I mean, on the one hand, they say he's a dolt and a fool, blah, blah, blah. On the other hand, he say he masterminded us a plot with Russia to bring down the poor, innocent Clintons who have never done anything wrong in their lives. And so... You know, I just don't... Uh, all I know is he said Imbroglio, and all I thought was, it's a me, Imbroglio! <laughs> a <laughs> racist Imbroglio! I mean, I'm, I'm no Trump defender, but I'm just a little more open-minded than some of the rabid, rabid press are about him. So when you say that the left-wing media is trying to bring down Trump and do all this and delegitimize him, you had no problem when Donald Trump was out there saying that Barack Obama wasn't from America. Yes, I did. I said at the time that that was stupid. Yeah, you said stupid. Racist, He's definitely he not from America. That. Pardon me? You said he's definitely not from America. There should be no said, debate about no, it. I said no. Where's the birth certificate, Tim? I never I never once gave any credence to that type of... You know me. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. And I had no time for Trump. I mean, this is one of the reasons that Trump's a bad person. is because he was allowing people like Roger Stone to, to move him in that InfoWars direction. That was deplorable of him. But you he love InfoWars. You're essentially Alex Jones. I am not Alex Jones. That guy is a disgusting human being, too. Someone tweeted out yesterday. The, oh, was it the, the before and after picture yeah. thing? Yeah, I it saw that me. today, too. I tweeted was that Was it out. you? That was great. Yes. <laughs> take take my new supplement. Here's my before and after. Now I'm just real red. And he, what he's not red from is the embarrassment of making up stories about Sandy Hook. Which what, he, what he should be embarrassed about. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, human being. I don't think bad. that guy gets embarrassed about much. Yeah. No, I don't think he does, which is why he and the president get along. There's not a lot of shame when you can... He's just not a very shame. Trump yesterday was telling Emmanuel Macron, you were my guy all along in the election. Which was not true. Well, I mean, of course it wasn't true. He wasn't openly supporting Marine Le Pen. No, he, was, he was the pen is mightier. <laughs> but he was certainly playing footsie with Madame Le Pen. Certainly, and so to say to Macron... Well, I mean, you know, for, for her sake, you better hope it was just footsie. Well, to be fair, he's not getting any at home. <laughs> I mean, she won't crack. even hold his hand. I have watched that like this is a Bruder film. <laughs> it's so it, funny. It occurs, it occurs to me that that has to be a hand slap. Okay, so what? What is? What was the single best like image of, of Trump's trip to the Middle oh, East? 100% and the what, glowing orb. Was it the glowing orb? Was it the hand slap away? Or was it Pope your enthusiasm? Well, I think we could also put the shove the Danish prime minister. In oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty too. good. Oh, that was really good. But I feel like the orb and just how mad I was that I saw it, like, even seven minutes after everyone else did, and I knew the Space Jam joke was already gone. Or people was... were, like, uh, Photoshopping in Sauron next to him, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't even look weird. 
I, I well, the thing was, it was, it was that people would Photoshop in Saruman and then go, "This doesn't even look that out I of also place." Don't understand what the orb is yet. <laughs> I don't know. What it is. I think it was. I've been I, looking. I, it's like, what? What's the deal with this orb? I, 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 from my understanding, I didn't read too much into it. I thought it was like a globe that was like illuminated, and they were all touching it because they you know, they want peace across the world or something. Is that what that's supposed to? I be? think. I, I think so. Maybe. It's so weird and just so bizarre. And listen. How I, you know, listen, I have criticized the previous president for his various foibles, like saluting a, a military man with a coffee in his hand. And like that time you were really upset he used Dijon mustard. Well, Although you yes, love Dijon I mustard. I op- openly mocked him for putting Dijon mustard on his hamburger. Yeah, so I mean, I will, you know, turn about his fair play. I'll criticize the president, the current president, for doing foolish things you internationally. Love, you rank Dijon mustard number one in your condiment rankings, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but you don't put it on your hamburger at McDonald's. That just shows you, again, the patrician nature of the president. Can we all just agree he's that... No, he's no single malt Tim, tribune of the yeah. people. I'm, 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 I don't think Can we all just agree, though, that if Trump were to get an NBA player's powers from the glowing orb, he would be the Sean Bradley <laughs> Look at of Trump's that group? Menu. You don't think that's a man of the people? Who? The, the president's menu for the things he wanted at uh, his hotel room? That wasn't a real menu. Well, Marenzi and Cam did a whole show about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they thought it was real. Yeah. I mean, well, it, fr- it frankly, it reminded me of basically your diet. No, no. There's a lot more vegetables and fruit in my diet. Well, there was, there was an equal amount of hungry man dinners. I did appreciate there were hungry men in there. But again, there's, there's probably good reasons for that. What you know, would be the good reason? He has a, testing he, he has a 24-hour on-staff chef. Why does he need that? Not in Saudi Arabia, he does I'm sure there is a chef that travels around with the president. Well, maybe he just feels safer eating packaged and sealed food. There's, there's a I lot of people out to get him. <laughs> I guess so. But you asked me what he's... Yeah, I think the, it's either the orb or I think the shove. The shove, the shove is, is really good. And it's, it's, great. it's not just the shove. It's, it's the, the shove and the shoot adjust. Shoot adjust, yeah. I'm in front. <laughs> Again, he's got to be so imperial. That's the thing about him. He's just, he just has that, that strut. You know, there's a, there's a lot of testosterone there for good or for ill. Yeah, it's crazy because he's 70. So maybe yeah. he's getting those, like, TH- But that's the person who never drinks. No, he's taking whatever smoke. supplement Alex Jones is, getting all jacked and red. <laughs> but if you go spend your whole life and you never drink and you never smoke, then you probably are healthier than most 70-year-olds at that, you know, the same age. Potentially. The same era. But, I mean, to go back to it, I don't know how strong his heart is with the meals that he eats. He eats fast food, like, three times a day. Well, and... Of course, the media have to take shots at the poor man by saying that he takes an extra scoop of ice cream, right? Yeah, shouldn't be eating ice cream. He's the president. He needs to be alert. Well, some, somebody's staying warm in the bullpen. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we talked about that last time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. That there, was one of the better photoshops of the year, too. There was, okay, so out of all the images, I think my favorite one was terrified Steve Bannon around all the Arab people. <laughs> that was good. When they're all dancing around with their swords. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, even just the video of Trump doing the sword dance is fantastic. <laughs> that was great. You could tell that Pope Francis felt very awkward during their meeting. You yeah, want to talk yeah. about two human beings are like, who are nothing alike. Well, I mean, Pope Francis isn't... His point of view on half the stuff goes in conflict with the Catholic Church. Well, in some ways, yes. But just like the way they live their lives are very different. Really? Donald Trump and the Pope? Yeah, They're living like, two not, completely separate sort of different. I don't like, know. Until that moment, I'd never seen him in the same room. I mean, I just think of when I think about Pope and how Popes act, I just think about him on Twitter no, all day. Popes, T- right, live taking very shots at people. No, no, but this, you're misrepresenting my point. Most Popes, like the previous Pope, lived very magisterially, lived in the papal apartments, lived a very luxurious life as Pope. This Pope doesn't. He who? who? Hit, Hitler, Hitler Youth, last Pope? Well, like, he's only that because he had to. He was a child. We're not going to even get into that. <laughs> 
he lived a very lavish life, as most popes do. If you've seen that HBO show, The New Pope, that, or The Young Pope story, that's a relatively accurate reflection of the way Benedict lived. But well, Francis, well, well did you tie that back in? We were talking about The Wire. We were talking about Sopranos. Yeah. Maybe that's not actually how the Pope lives. I think there's... A, they brought in experts to help inform them for do, that show. Do you think that Pope Benedict smoked as many cigs as young Pope? Uh, I doubt it. But, of course, like everything in this world, anytime a TV show in the, in the modern era has somebody smoking, they have to die from it, right? That, yeah. That's the law. You know, the young Pope has to have a heart attack from it. Uh, you can, no, one, no one's allowed to just smoke and it just be a part of their persona. It has to hurt them in some way. Well, this brings us to the next John topic. He wants to know what are the benefit of harsh cigs versus light cigs. Well, it's like the difference between regular beer and light beer, right? If you're going to smoke, you should have a cigarette that actually tastes like tobacco, and you should be able to enjoy the full flavor experience of it. If you're going to do something that's not good for you, uh, no half measures. You might as well go the whole way in. Instead of enjoying something lighter, be a man and smoke if you're going to smoke and enjoy the full flavor. I don't know. I can't relate to this specific sentiment, but I do like the whole, if you're going to do something unhealthy, just go all in. Like, when they started taking the trans fats at a KFC, like, why? Well, this is, oh, don't even get me started. We, I, we've had this conversation before, but it is yeah, but it just in the mad. sense of, I'm going to KFC, I know what I'm doing. I'm right, basically buy, like, signing a legal plate. contract right now, stipulating that I know the health risks involved in going to KFC. Let me eat the best kind of KFC I can. Yeah, or like I said, go to the, get, buying a bag of baked plays. Like, get over yourself. They're Either not good. Don't eat chips yeah, or eat regular potato chips. Now you can find some. How do Tim? No. How do you feel? You can, you can find some not baked lays. They're no good, but there are Crisp, some. Crispers that, are good. Yeah, I like crispers. They're baked. Um, Tim, how do you feel about any sort of potato chip flavor that deviates from like the original six or seven? I don't like all those newfangled flavors. I agree. I don't care for them. I've tried, I've tried them. Like I've tried to be open minded about them and try them because maybe they are good, but I can't remember the last modern contemporary flavor that I thought was worth ever having a second bag of. Oh, they tried those su- marinara su- and mozzarella sweet- stick. Oh, Doritos are different. Sweet chili those heat Doritos are, are so top I think, I think Doritos are different because they are a millennial chip. Oh. Oh, totally. They're totally a millennial chip. And they're corn chips. They're not even regular chips, right? They're <laughs> yeah. hard to say. I mean, there may be new Doritos that, that, that is different. But yeah, other than like the, the salted regular five or six flavors of chips, they're just no, they're just no What's, good. Where no do you draw the line? Like, are, do you go to all dressed in smoky bacon, or is that too far for you, too? No, no, those are fine. Those are old-time okay. flavors. Those Ooh. have been around for, for decades. Well, they've been around forever, so they got to be good. Well, you know what? Yes, that actually is right. Well, all dressed is only Canadian. for a long time on the marketplace. Really? Yeah, there's ketchup chips. People like yeah. it. They buy it. Yeah. It he... wouldn't be there if people didn't. They wouldn't make all-dressed chips or smoky bacon chips or whatever if nobody bought them. If nobody then, liked then why are they coming up with new flavors if these old ones are they also want to so try well. and, and integrate new flavors in because maybe those will catch on too. Obviously, the first potato chip wasn't an all-dressed chip. They had to introduce that flavor. So they have to introduce new flavors. Oh, too new. Maybe. Don't like it. But I, just, I don't personally care. I'm not telling them that they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that they're no good. And I, shouldn't, I, I don't have to stand here and praise something. I don't think it's any good. Final thing. Someone asked you on Twitter. I have it down here. Tim, um, can you please uh, choose between these movies of which are the best? Being, oh, yeah, okay. Being John Malkovich, Fight Club, Eraserhead, The Big Lebowski, Dr. Strangelove, Mulholland Drive, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Pulp Fiction, and The Truman Show. You responded. I'd have to think about it for a bit, but Strangelove comes in first, and anyone who disagrees is wrong. 
So why did you give your answer if you had to think about it a bit and then claim that anyone who would disagree with you about something that you need to think about well, is wrong? Well, he was asking, okay, well, what he was asking for was a rank of all those movies. And I'm not sure how I would rank every one of those movies. I, I would have to think it through. But Dr. Strangelove is, without a, with, with a bullet, is the best movie on that list. There's, no, there's really no comparison. And I would say that of the movies that are there, probably Eraserhead is the worst. After that... You know, have you seen all of these movies? Pardon me? Have you seen all of these movies? Yes, I think I've seen... No, no I don't think... I, I know I've seen every one of these movies. Okay. And I mean, listen, I'm in the camp of Dr. Strange Love 2. It's one of my top three favorite movies ever. Yeah, it's a great movie. But I think you can dispute it, the quality of... Oh, yeah, if you don't know what you're talking about, you can dispute, sure. I think... I, I would say... If there's anyone that has... You could put... Put it this way. Pulp Fiction's up there. But you could put Pulp Fiction up against it. You could easily put Mulholland Drive up against it. Oh, no, you can't. Sorry. Mulholland Drive's a good movie. Mulholland Drive uh, already voted as the best movie of this millennium? Yeah, no, that's terrible, though. Thanks, thanks, thanks for playing. Dr. Strangelove is objectively a better movie in every sense of the word. I, I agree that Dr. Strangelove is a better movie. I think you can have that argument, because... Mulholland Drive is also an excellent movie. So is Pulp Fiction. And some people love 2001 if they want to have their Kubrick. That's a, that's a very good movie. I want to argue against I feel like filmmakers appreciate that movie more than the general public appreciates 2001? Movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I remember my first day I, I of, don't love it. Yeah. My first day of film class, it was like, well, let's watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. Well, this, okay. here's the secret thing about Kubrick movies is that the public don't like them. Film critics like them because they can appreciate all the very intelligent and you know beautiful things that he's doing with film and story. But the average person don't like his eyes wide shut is not a movie that the average person could enjoy. Well, it's not a very relatable in a lot of ways. Movie. It's not a very good I movie. Love it's a great. Shut. It's a great movie. It's a, it's a great movie. It's not a good movie. You know what I mean? I can make that distinction. What's like, what would we say is the most overrated movie of this list, though? Uh, weirdly enough, Fight Club is. I love Fight Club. I, I would agree. But Fight Club has now yeah. become the most overrated movie. Yeah, on this I list. felt the same way. Like I love and I love Fight Club. Do you feel like I some agree, of that comes into like in you have to factor in rewatchability into a movie? Well, I mean, I think Fight Club actually kind of gets better the, for a few times you watch it after I guess. the first you can, time. You can look for the little Brad Pitt snippets. It is, but, stuff, oh, but here's a quick tip to anyone. How are people ranking Cabin in the Woods? Like, that movie was okay. Oh, yeah, Cabin in the Woods rules. That's a really it was an movie. okay movie. I would, you know, if I'm grading it, I'd give it a B plus. Okay. Like, I like it more than I like the Truman Show. Truman Show's fine. Yeah, that, you know what? That, that's a good point. And I, I, and I, I don't feel like anyone that. overrates the Truman Show. I also don't love Eraserhead. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I that didn't that is objectively the worst that's movie. That's why it would be last for me. I didn't care for it at all. In, in terms of the David Lynch pantheon of movies, that would be near the bottom. I mean, it's above Dune, but you know, I prefer Lost is Highway. It? I prefer Blue Velvet. I much prefer Mulholland Drive. That is his best movie. I, I like the straight story more than I like Eraserhead. Is Big Lebowski overrated? Yeah. No. Yeah, it is. Is it, no, is it it's because it's, and, been, it's, and, it's been chopped into memes at this point? Yeah, I feel just, like that's hurt it. It's become way too... It, it, that's why Spinal Tap continues to live on as a great cult movie, because it never got overexposed. Big Lebowski yeah. has seeped into internet culture enough where people who would never stumbled across the movie or enjoyed it for what it was. And now such expectations of it. Yes. Yeah. And now people talk about it like it's the best Coen Brothers movie. I like the Big Lebowski. It's one of my favorite Coen Brothers movie, but it's, yeah. it's definitely yeah, not the best. Also, to be fair, you don't like the Coen Brothers, so you're not, that's not saying much. What are you talking about? You don't really like the Coens. I do like the Coens. You don't. I do. Like, I really in, in, like the In Coen. fact, I've seen all their movies. You haven't. I've seen almost all of their movies. So what's their best and movie? Having seen it's... all their movies is not a, a marker of liking Why? Liking They've been around forever. I've seen more of them, so clearly I'm better at it. I think that is... I, don't, I never said anything like that, and no one would ever agree with that. Blood Simple's their best movie. I don't... That's 
not even close to true. We that, don't that, that, even that know what true. their best movie is. No, it's not No Country for Old Men. It's a very it good is. movie. It it's not. So clearly just because you like it doesn't make it their not best. Just me. It's also, by and away, their most acclaimed movie. Sure. But, I mean, actually, you know what? If you went back and looked at like the reviews for Blood Simple, I would say it would be close. And was that nominated for any Oscars? No, it wasn't. But it was also, a, it it was also an independent sure. movie. Just because one has a bigger budget doesn't make it Always better. Because if there's one thing the Oscars doesn't do is reward weird independent movies. They didn't. They didn't in not, 1990. Not for Best Picture. Or 1986. When was the last the independent film that won Best, best Picture? Year with oh, the movie like Twelve yeah. people saw. What are you talking about? I turned. I yeah, turned they, off. The you understand that this is a new thing, right? Not, I mean, that movie is Old Country is ten years old. Yeah, New Country was also a high budget studio movie. Was it that high budget? Yeah. I don't think they spent that much money on it. I'd say it was like a fifty to eighty million dollar film. Eh, I'm trying to find the money amount. It's usually like Anyway, it's not an independent movie made on no budget, and those movies are starting to seep through because there is no room for the fifty million dollar movie anymore in Hollywood. It's either a super cheap five million dollar movie that some independent studio yeah, produces, or, or, no, or, or it's two hundred million dollars, or it's a comedy. Because Houses aren't making movies anymore, right? They make six or seven. That's that's a year. how independent movies end up winning stuff at the Oscars because yeah, they're just so. They're, no, they're not going to give an like Oscar to a, a Marvel movie. Yeah, and so there's not a whole lot else to choose from at this point. No, I know that these are real problems, right? The movie industry is suffering from a real issue of doing nothing but remakes of remakes of remakes and sequels of movies. There's I, only seven storylines. Well, so. I, I would also say that they're not suffering because these movies are making billions of dollars. Yeah, they are making well, billions it, of dollars, but like. It is down some across are, the board, though. It's down across the board in North America. Yeah, it's true. But they're making these movies so international audience can consume them. Like Great Wall with Matt Damon. Oh, it's so great. It just really capitalized on the whole big fervor for The Wall. It's the best wall. Uh, anyway, of that list, Gary, which one is your favorite? Because I, I, I'm with Tim. I think I, Dr. Strangelove is my favorite one, but I don't think it's... You, no, could, I, you, could, I, you could easily argue other ones on that list. I, I would say Doctor Strangelove is the best movie, and I have a very, like... What do you have against Mulholland Drive, by the way? He probably it's, thinks it's too independent. No, it's just like... I think it is weird for the sake of being... I think it's David Lynch at his worst. No, it's David Lynch at his best. No, I think that he needs to be restrained by some of his weirdness, which is why I think, at least of what I've seen, the new Twin Peaks have done that. He hasn't been out to the max in weirdness, whereas I think it is just so indulgent. I think Mulholland Drive is a profoundly indulgent film and not one that I think holds up. No, that was That's in- my opinion. Now, you can disagree. I'm sure there's lots of movie critics that feel very differently about it, and I appreciate that. But I just think it's David Lynch, uh, David Lynch's worst tendencies uh, not being checked. So that's why, well, I appreciate it as film. I think it can be, again, a great movie without being a good movie. The, the things that David Lynch does well and that I want from a David Lynch movie, and there's always some, like, there's horror in his movies despite the fact that he never makes a horror movie. Yeah. Like, they're t- they can be very, very terrifying. They're always somewhat funny as well. They're beautiful to look at, and the camera does a lot of visual description. I mean, David Lynch is a very visual director, but he also combines that with a great soundtrack every single time. Like, there's a certain mood that you get when you watch a David Lynch movie, and I feel like out of all of his, Mulholland Drive takes all those best parts of all of his movies and puts them into one. And you have a mystery on your hands, which is always nice. But Fire Walk With Me has all those things. Yeah, Fire Walk With Me has zero humor. And that, that's, a, well, that, that's, that's not true. We were laughing within five minutes of watching that movie. Okay, there is the scene when Lil comes out and she's 
making a sour face, and that's how David Lynch is describing the plot details of this FBI investigation to someone. That's just more crazy than funny. And the whole fight, the, the fight between the, the, the police officers. That's, not, the that's not actually in the movie. That's a deleted scene. Okay, well, you know what? The fact that does that even really matter? Well, the fact that there's a cut of the movie that's seven and a half hours long, like what, what actually existed in the movie is what exists in the movie. I saw it the other night at uh, the Carlton Cinema at midnight, like the, the day before Twin Peaks re-premiered. I went and watched Fire Walk With Me. And, like, I like Fire Walk With Me, but like it's not a great achievement in movie making. Oh, God, no. But I think it's David Lynch. I, mean, I think it's, it's, it's classic Lynch. No, it's not classic Lynch because there's no humor element of it whatsoever. Listen, I'll, I'll concede I don't like him as much as you like him. You know, it's one of those things. So, like, so I, I understand why you're praising him more than I would. I just think some of his stuff is just, he has, has some good instincts and some bad ones, and it depends movie by movie which predominates. All right. Any final thoughts, Gary? No. Next I think, time. Uh, I think we got it all. Next time on Cast Corner. Cast Corner, it's Cast Corner. Cast Corner, it's Cast Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cus Conan, it's Cus Conan, Cus Conan. <laughs> I think we can come up with a better name than that. Well, maybe you can describe your thoughts on why climate change isn't real. That's not the position that I even take, but okay. I don't know. That's that, that was one of the viewer questions that I was asked. Why does Tim deny climate change? Well, I don't. We can save it for the next episode, but long story short, I don't doubt it happening. I just have some questions about the anthropogenic nature of things. Hates climate change. It's but of course, because, because I'm not day. a it not because I'm not a, a degree scientist like Bill Nye, who has a degree in engineering. How could I know anything? It's Bill Nye. Yeah. I'm not a left wing propagandist like him, so I mean how could I know anything? Um, well, I think for next time out, um, if people have listened this far, this, oh, is, yeah. this, this is your, like, you are more than welcome. Th- this is your keyword. It is the long weekend for people. They need, you know, an hour and a half to fill up and hopefully they've enjoyed their time, but we're going to do a special cuss corner within the next two months where people can send in their questions for Tim to answer. Yep. So if you have questions out there, please don't put them on Twitter and don't tweet them at Tim because Tim doesn't need to know about them. So we can ask him on the spot to get his real reactions. Please send them to patmayohour at gmail.com if you have a question to submit for Cust Corner. And try not to make them too time specific. Yeah. Because we don't know when we're going to do this. Evergreen is always better than very time specific. Or very massive cultural moments. Like if it's minute things that have taken place in the last week probably not going to have any relevance yeah like if, Lebr- half if lebron ends up winning the nba championships like is lebron the greatest athlete of all time we don't like, care I, I, point, we don't yeah. I, honestly we don't even care about sports on the show no not really you can ask a sports question and maybe you have some interesting ones like roller derby i was i was partially preparing for i a... used to love roller derby when i was young until i found out it was fixed that's roller jam. That's like roller jam. Did you just go around your house stopping the jam clock at all times? Whatever one was not used to be on TMN. Yeah, that was roller jam. Yeah, is that roller jam? Yeah. I used to watch that every yeah. Friday night or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was all right before ECW. You just have exactly, and then they, I found out it was rigged, and I could I never watched it again. I mean, I was big on the Las Vegas hot dice, and every time I used to score a goal in lacrosse, score, boom, stop the jam clock. <laughs> I mean, I was making fun of David Lynch for his indulgentness. And uh, we've been nothing but indulgent. Yeah, it's basically what Kiss Corner is. Gary and Thorne, thank you for being here. Sorry for touching your hand. No worries. I think that was pretty awkward. But not as awkward as Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust.
today? Did you slap it away Melania style, Gary? Uh, I did not. I embraced it. He enjoys the gentle touch of Pat Mayo. <laughs> we all do. All right, I got an engagement party to go to, and I have to edit the show and make sure it gets out. So, hooray! Right time! You can follow me on Twitter at ThePME if you want to download the audio version of the Pat Mayo Hour. Please do that wherever podcasts are downloaded for free. Not going to cost you a thing. For the video version, subscribe to YouTube or any of the VOD services that we offer, whether it's Roku, Apple TV, Xbox One, Amazon Fire Stick, all those places. And please tell a friend about Cuss Corner because it will make them smarter based on how stupid the show is. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. That should be the tagline for the show. What? <laughs> you will get smarter by learning the stupidity of, the, of listening to this. Yeah. Whatever you, what you phrase, I, I didn't phrase it correctly, but however you just phrase that, it should be like the tagline for this show. No, the tagline is the Pat Mayo Hour. Not really an hour. <laughs> That's also great. Or send complaints, too. <laughs> yep. All right. See you later, dude. Yeah, this was fun. this one was actually a lot of fun. Oh, um, by the way, I'm going in tomorrow to get my uh, wedding party. Yeah, Butts has been asking me about this, and I keep telling him I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have that figured out tomorrow. So you're going to send us all an email, or how's that going to work? Yeah, I'll send you all an email with like the the code for like what you need to get. I'll go pick what, everything. What uh, company are you going with? I'm going with Moore's. Moore's, okay. So what you can do is you can go into Calgary Moore's, get yeah, fitted get up there, fitted for it. and you can go pick it up in Halifax. What uh, what kind of suit is it? I don't know. Black? I was just curious, like, is it got a vest or... Cumberbun? I don't know. Like, that's I'm what I mean. deciding this all tomorrow. And what kind of tie or cravat? Black? What do you look yep. best in, Tim? No, no, but that's not what I mean. You're wearing a normal black tie. Is that what it is? A long, like, a four... Okay. Oh, he definitely fine. wanted a bow tie. I'm wearing a bow tie, so... Oh, I think cravats are cooler than bow ties, but anyway... You can wear a bolo tie if you want to. No, 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 no I'll pay you twenty dollars to wear a bolo tie at this wedding. No, no, one has to wear what one has to wear, but the plain black tie is fine with me. Whatever. You can't wear a top hat either. Oh. Or a monocle, and you can't oh. have a pimpin cane. Oh. Anyway, uh, very good. Yeah, send us that email, and I'll uh, make sure I get uh, suited up for it. What are the odds Tim gets drugged? Drunk? At, no, no, but like, like smashed at this wedding. Oh, zero percent, but he might get drugged. Oh, I'm going to try to get Tim there, there's enough. There's enough people I know at this wedding who would drug someone that would drug Tim just for laughs. I mean, uh, I mean I'll have a room at the hotel. I'm sure I will be drinking relatively heavily. Single malts. Drunk, drunk enough to do a cartwheel? Well, then, last time we were at this place for a, hotel, for a wedding, when they had the open bar, Jeff and Beth had the open bar, I had like 15 Canadian clubs. Jesus. He was out of control. <laughs> yeah. We were, was it just me? Do you see how he changed the stance from the cartwheel? Because he's really backed off the cartwheel, like doing a cartwheel. He's, he now says he has to practice if he wants to be able to do it. I thought it was just easy to do a cartwheel, Tim. Listen, I can do it, but it need, it, I need to have some practice at it. You know, it's not, I'm not a gymnast by nature. But you, when you first brought this yeah, up, that it was so cartwheel, easy. I just no right problem. Now. I can do it. I'm tremendous. The yeah. best cartwheels <laughs> in town. Yeah, well... Believe it or not, sometimes I might overestimate my no. capacity skills. And that, uh, you know, no. need, need to be grounded a little bit. I still think I can do it. I think anybody can. Just I was practicing in the pool after class the other day. And I think in water I can get it done. But on dry land might be harder. Really? That, that's your, would, that's your would take? You, you, get, think, you would think you it's can... easier to do it in a pool? You can do a handstand in a pool, I bet, as well. I, I, I can. Would but you, would you on, concede like, Tim having to buy you a wedding gift if he could just cartwheel at your wedding? Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty good. That'd be that'd be just cartwheel down the aisle. Yeah, yeah. Or hire a stunt double to do it, <laughs> and make sure that the transition is seamless so you don't know it's a stunt double. 
I feel like you'd be it's able to like pull Roger that. If Moore, anyone could pull that off, you could pull that off, Tim. The way you can always tell that. It's definitely Roger Moore climbing on top of that helicopter. No, that wasn't like, uh, what's the Wayans Brothers movie? I'm going to get you, sucker. That there's just a whole fight scene of just, like, clearly not them. And they just <laughs> pop up after. <laughs> like, I, I think it's, I, I think it's, I don't know if it's Pam Greer or it's someone else. It's like Keenan Ivory Keenan Ivory Wayans. Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. one with Keenan Ivory Wayans, and it's like him and a woman are fighting people off. But then, like, it cuts to one part with the stunt double. It's just some dude with a mustache because <laughs> I was a woman. 